listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 It was sloppy, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got it done on Monday Night Football. They go to MetLife and take care of the Giants. 25-23 was the final. For those batters out there, and about half of our audience, the studies show bat, and we love that half doesn't. So if you don't bat and you think, oh my gosh, this is kind of, you know, how am I listening to this show? It's so, you know, I like it, but no, no, no. It's about half. But I think for both groups, the lesson about big favorites in the NFL, if you're rooting or if you're risking money, here's the lesson. It's not that you love the underdog. Most pros bet the bigger favorite, meaning if they're going to bet a game, they're usually not going to lay double digits. They're usually not going to lay um, 13 points when the line was as low as eight and a half not that long ago. It's just not, they don't take bad prices. They don't tend to lay the lumber, though the younger professionals are more willing to do that than the old timers. But it's not about the Giants being that good because they're not. It's about Tampa being flat. And I suspected they might be flat. Look ahead game, Saints game next week, off a nice win the week before against a team that is one of the five worst in the league. But I thought potentially Monday night football would perk them up, right? The whole country's watching. Even that couldn't perk up the sandwich, that sandwich spot they were in. A lot of NFL guys would say, these are professionals. They they play hard every game. Come on. Do you watch these games? I'm not saying they're not trying. I'm saying that if it's preparation, whatever it is, coaches going vanilla, so they don't want to show things, whatever it is, it's oftentimes an underperformance by that elite team. We had it here, and the Giants got the easy cover, and quite frankly, very close to winning that money line bet. And we'll talk about the two-point controversy. But first, Jonas, from the fans' perspective, what did you see last night? Yeah, I saw a team that clearly wasn't playing their A game in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, we can all you know, credit New York for being competitive and having leads at times in that game. But I just looked at it, and, I, and if you just look at one statistic, that tells me the story, and it's the Tampa Bay rushing defense. For, two, for going on two years now, they've had the best rush defense in the NFL by a long by a long ways uh, they did so last year number one again this year and New York was able to run the ball and they were able to run the ball effectively on them all night long and it's not like they're doing it with Saquon Barkley they're doing it with Wayne Gallman Alfred Morris uh, Daniel Jones was able to scramble and pick up some yards that to me right there said this is a team that's either looking ahead or just not playing good football as good up to their standards that we've seen in the past couple of weeks you don't often hear screams on the sidelines. What are we going to do about Wayne Gollum? <laughs> it, just not not a cause of concern typically, but it goes to show you. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of every given or any given Sunday, but I like it, the movie, Pacino, football, but the famous, you know, the Battle of Inches. And these are all NFL players by definition. And, yeah, Tampa Bay is much, much better than the Giants. But you got one team that's just 5% less motivated, and you got even game, even game. And I think that w- it's, it's what makes the NFL so great because in college football, you have a mismatch, Ohio State playing, you know, whomever, and it's like, oh, Buckeyes play bad, they only win by 17. 
And I, I'm not saying I don't – there's an appeal to college football for sure, but in the NFL, even the Jets are not that far away from the other teams. Yeah. Maybe the Jets, if Sam Darn – maybe, I don't know. They might be the one exception. What do you think? Alabama, Jets, Jonas? What? Oh, the Jets. No, that's always yeah. the debate. Every yeah, year, it, the worst NFL team against the best college team. Usually, the line's about 30 is what we and, estimate. And it, it comes up every year. I just At some point, somebody's just got to make the game happen. Just so we can put it to bed and no longer have to worry about it. At some point, just make the game happen so we can. I, I actually, what would you, what do you think the betting line would be if the Jets played Alabama or Clemson? What do you think that betting line is? You, you know, typically, and each year it changes because the NFL team is, you know, maybe a little, the worst one is a little better or maybe a little worse than the worst in a given year. And the college team is a little better, a little worse. This year, it doesn't feel like any of the college teams are special, um, at least yet. I don't see that. So I would say thirty probably. And the, <laughs> but but the Jets, but the Jet. Let's be candid. The Jets might be the worst team of the decade. <laughs> I, I mean, literally. And and if you look at some stats, and I'm talking about key stats. I think this was aggregated. Now I'm thinking back. It was um, aggregated expected yards added. Um, per play, you know, so added per play, and it the distance between the the number sixteen team and the number thirty one team, so the next the worst team, which was Jacksonville, was the same distance between number thirty one and thirty two, and I think we talked about this one time uh, yeah. recently. Is literally think about it, Jacksonville to the Jets is the same as. You know, number 16, you know, maybe that's Tennessee at this point or, you know, whoever that is right now. That was the distance last week entering the week. And the Jets uh, didn't look so good. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no doubt. Jets, bad, bad, bad. Sam Darnold, you got to wonder. You got to wonder. I'm RJ Bo straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's talk about the other quarterback in New York before we get to the two-point conversion controversy. Not great from Daniel Jones. My question is, what did you see last night? And over under, is Daniel Jones in the league or is Daniel Jones a starting quarterback a year from today? I would say no. As of this point, because he's got a good skill set. He's he's pretty athletic. Um, the touchdown pass to Golden Tate at the end was a good throw, and he'll, he'll make some plays, but it's the same thing that got Jameis Winston benched. He can't stop turning the ball over, uh, or that got Jameis Winston not re-signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He can't stop turning the ball over, and the problem is the difference between him and Jameis is Jameis will give you 5,000 yards and 30-something touchdowns, and the highs are really high. Daniel Jones doesn't give you the same kind of highs, but he gives you all the lows and then some so far in his career. It's terrible. It's like like the rich boy. In one case, there's the rich boyfriend in the movie who has, you know, gives money, takes her on trips, but he's a little selfish, right? And then you've got the guy that's drinking beer at home. With the with the the stained T-shirt, that's also a little selfish, right? <laughs> so in that case, Daniel Jones is the you know guy drinking uh, natural light and has a stained shirt. It's I mean, just, it's, I, it's really what you're saying. 
Yeah, no, it's exactly what I'm saying. And I, it's almost as if he can't help himself. I mean, on, on a couple of the throws, you just look at it and, and what, what are you looking at? It'd be one thing if, like, Jay Cutler back in the day used to try and throw into double or triple cover. Ben, ben Roethlisberger, we've talked about Roethlisberger. He still tries to fit it in tight windows sometimes. Hall of Famers are allowed. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and that happens. But it's Daniel Jones makes these throws to where – you, you look and go, what are you seeing? Why did you think that was going to be open? And, and even it doesn't take a football expert or a quarterback guru to look at this stuff. You can just watch it, be a novice, and say, there's no way that was going to be completed, especially in this league, and he still tries to make the same throws. It's puzzling. If you want to know how much the NFL is adverse to turnovers, that, that it's a deal-breaker in almost any case – Jameis Winston's a great example. Here's a guy who's QBR last year, and that counts turnovers, right? Heavily was his QBR was right middle of the pack, like 14, 15, 16, right there. And he literally, like you said, didn't get re-signed. And he has so much more talent than Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones is even worse, at least to start his career with turnovers. So 20 starts in, that's where Daniel Jones is after last night. He has the most turnovers. Now that counts interceptions and fumbles because he fumbles a lot too. As of any player in the history of the NFL to play quarterback except one player, Ryan Leaf. (laughs) Now Fezzik actually had a big bet on Leaf over Peyton Manning back, back in the day. But we won't even bring that up. But the fact is that when Ryan Leaf and you are on a list, you're going to yeah. be, you know, looking at used car, you know, or you're going to be selling potentially used cars. Though these days, you sign that number, you know, first round contract, you're probably okay. Yeah, I got nothing against him. But being an NFL quarterback is not like, oh, we should feel bad. This guy just can't do the job, and I see no trend line that it's getting better. And Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, former GM of the Browns and you know many other teams he was associated with, including the Patriots, he explains it this way. Some guys are fast thinkers. Some guys are not fast thinkers. Now, brilliant people cannot, can potentially not be a fast thinker. You know those guys that are quick talkers, they can you know, play blackjack while they're on their phone. Those guys usually aren't deep thinkers, right? But there's some in the NFL, if you can't process fast and you need everything set up exactly right, and if things aren't disrupted, if things are nice and smooth, you can make the throws. Like in, and that's where things like um, you know, workouts at the college or the combine, they can be deceiving. It doesn't replicate game conditions, obviously. And I don't have the eye to kind of assess uh, how good Daniel Jones is as a, you know, I, I, it doesn't seem like he's getting through his progressions, but when you have a guy like Lombardi saying that's the problem and usually that problem doesn't get fixed ever, I'm pessimistic and it seems like you are too. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The NFL trade deadline came and went, and there were no real big moves, but there were interesting ones and ones that you've identified as a sign that somebody could be waving the white flag. And that one would be the 49ers saying bye-bye to Quan Alexander, former pro bowler, injured last year for part of the season, has been banged up in his time with San Francisco, but nonetheless, he 
is on his way to New Orleans. This, of course, just a couple of days after finding out Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss some time, as well as George Kittle at tight end. So they're saying Garoppolo is like six weeks or something, right? Yeah, and they've also I've seen a report that season-ending surgery is is an option. Okay, so yeah. different people was talking. Could this be the last game, or could this have been the last game ever for Jimmy G with the 49ers? But they are selling, they sold, and there's no way to spin it and helps them this year. It does not help them this year, uh, getting rid of Alexander, and the benefit is looks to be mostly financial. That's not a good sign. You could say that's speculation. Well, the, one of the sharpest books in Vegas, the Westgate. So if you look across the board, most books, a vast majority, didn't move the 49ers. They didn't really acknowledge this. The Westgate's one of the sharper books in town. They got the uh, sharpest batters. They have to be on the lookout for any edges. And they literally took the odds from the 49ers to win the Super Bowl from 40 to 1, 40 to 1 to 80 to 1 without a game being played. So that to me is a gigantic move, but I think it's, and and remember, books aren't quick to want to increase odds because all they're going to do is pay off more if they win. And oftentimes, like when LeBron was going to potential teams, you know, back at the various times, the decision or whatever, they would have like four or five teams at like two to one saying, well, LeBron will go to one of them and then we'll up the odds the other places. That's how the books think. So that move is bold, and it's a sign of some real pessimism for the 49ers. And I think with the Saints, obviously, they're buying. This is likely Drew Brees last year, and Drew Brees is still top 10 with QBR, and they are buying. They're going all in. Another team going all in, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee went out and they acquired Desmond King. He's a former all-pro cornerback. They got him from the Chargers for a 2021 six-round pick. Okay, so Fezzik, we got some sound from him. He, yesterday, before this trade, was talking about how much trouble the Tennessee defense is in. Let's listen to that first. Tennessee Titans defense, red flag. They give up 31 points to the Bengals now. That's obvious that wasn't a good performance, but the reason that we're really concerned about that performance, look at the circumstances. The Bengals were down their best three linemen Titans put no pressure on Burrow despite that. And the weather conditions, 20 to 25 mile-an-hour winds, and it did not bother the Bengals against that Tennessee Titan defense that just could not stop them. Tennessee Titans defense, major issues. I agree, but this is a nice trade. Uh, If you look at Pro Football Focus, this uh, D-back is one of their darlings. I mean, like, literally... I think he had an average of 91 since he's been drafted, which is as high as any D-back in the NFL at pro football focus. So I'm not, I'm not in a position to judge quality of D-backs, but a, a beloved or a, uh, a darling of the analytics community and somehow the Chargers are trading him? Man, I think it's a bad sign after a bad loss 
for the Chargers and at least a sign of Tennessee fighting hard to, to stay relevant. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it was also the fact that Tennessee was in a position to where they couldn't they didn't identify <laughs> a pass rushing uh, a guy on the line that could rush the quarterback. That's been an issue all year long. They can't get after the quarterback. It's a reason that they were bidding for Jadevian Clowney and in a bidding war that late in the game to try and get his services. And Clowney's a guy who's never had double digit sacks once in his career. So the next best thing is to go out and if you can't rush the quarterback, at least get somebody uh, in the secondary that can play a little bit to try and help you out in that department. So I think they probably tried to find a pass rusher. This was the next best option. Yeah, and pass rushers are hard to come by, but to yeah. me, they're they're buying. That's good, at yeah. least for this year, and the Chargers are selling. Last thing I want to talk about is Tua. We didn't get into it much. Obviously, it's a win, but boy, oh, but boy, oh boy, uh, nothing like you would, I mean, nothing like Herbert's been doing, nothing like Burrow's been doing. <laughs> I know it's the first start, but here's an amazing stat with the Dolphins. They had four touchdowns that literally went a combined less than 40 yards. They had return touchdown, return touchdown, a one-yard touchdown, and like a 38-yard touchdown drive. So four touchdowns, Jonas, and a total of less than 40 yards. That does not happen very often. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.